Hello, hello. Good morning. It's another episode of the Lanre Agbolo Ajay Show. Today's episode five, The Breath of Life. Please enjoy. All living beings are born, develop, reproduce, and die. For both mystics and scientists, these four characteristics develop and enable us to make a distinction between the living world and the inanimate world, no matter whether we are speaking of a plant, animal, or human being. The act of being born confers on the living thing an autonomy that it will keep until death because it becomes an individual entity distinct from all others. By means of their own metabolism, living beings are capable of developing until they attain the degree of maturity and size determined for them by nature. It is important to understand that reproduction, however, mysterious and admirable the process that make it possible may, may be does not constitute a creation but a procreation. In other words, it is limited to transmitting life, not creating it. From the moment that a life form attains the height of its physical development, there begins a physiological decline that eventually ends in death. Death occurs when the electromagnetic field operating in each cell of the body ceases its activity. Minerals conform to the ideal of the triangle, while the plant, animal, and human kingdoms conform to the ideal of the circle. The distinctive feature of plant life is being bound to the soil and being forced to evolve in a relatively limited zone. Animals have the faculty of moving in their environment, which gives them some autonomy and enlarges their field of experience. Humans are endowed with the faculty which makes them the most evolved living beings, consciousness of self. The birth of a human being is an event that should arouse the admiration of all not only because of the physiological processes leading up to the event, but also because of what it represents on the mystical plane. Most religious creeds state that the soul enters the embryo at the very instant of conception. According to esoteric tradition, the soul does not enter the body until the moment of birth when the infant inhales his or her first breath. Considering that consciousness is an attribute of the soul, it follows that the fetus throughout the pregnancy is not conscious of itself, of the state in which it exists. Thus, any reaction of the fetus to certain stimuli indicates an organic reaction having its origin in impulses and reflexes of the nervous system. Near the end of the third month of pregnancy, the soul personality begins to foresee into which family it will incarnate. Just before birth, it hovers near the mother 
while awaiting incarnation. Birth is a relatively distressing moment for the soul personality, for it leaves a spiritual state to enter a material body that is subject to the limitations of time and space. It also leaves other souls which constitutes for it a family much like the one we experience here on earth, knowing that birth is the first test which the soul encounters in its new earthly life, it is important to alleviate this trial as much as possible by bringing together all the material and spiritual conditions that can make the soul's incarnation easier. While in the mother's womb, a fetus may be considered one of our organs, except that it develops by following a perfectly pre-established process worthy of the greatest respect and admiration and love. When a human egg is fertilized by a human sperm, the future of these two cells creates a cell that has 46 chromosomes, and from this cell the embryo would develop over a period of nine months. A few hours after its formation, the egg appears in the shape of a sphere about one millimeter, half five inch in diameter, and it potentially has all the necessary elements for the development of a human being. The only way to exercise any prenatal influence over the development of the fetus is to live in harmony with the cosmic laws governing its development. To bring this about, the mother and father should lovingly visualize the different phases of this development and imagine that it is occurring as perfectly as possible. As is true of every influence having its origin in thought power, prenatal influence has its limitations. In other words, it cannot oppose natural law or all hereditary factors. This has been another recording of the Lanry Agbola J Show. Until next time, take care and God bless.